Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, my friends... Our culture is playing a very dangerous game right now. Yes, our culture is playing a very, very dangerous game. You see, people in our culture are getting points. Yes, points. Figurative points, not literal points. They're getting points every time that they call someone out for an injustice in our society. In other words, if somebody in society says something or does something politically incorrect... Well, whoever can call them out gets a point. And so for those playing this game, the more that they call out people for infractions and injustices in our society, well, the more points that they earn. And the more points that they earn, well, the better that they feel about their own righteousness, their own abilities, and the more pats on the back they get from others who are playing that very same game. And so our culture is currently filled with people that are watching every aspect of society. These people who are playing this game, they're listening intensely to the news. Every conversation in society, every single action, every single encounter in America is being examined as we speak. And it is being scrutinized. These people, they're seeking to find fault in anyone or anything so that they can score a point and add it to their tally. And so it goes like this when someone slips up, does something unjust or violates a social taboo in culture, well, there's no mercy. There's absolutely no mercy and certainly no such thing as forgiveness. But instead, those who slip up, they get called out. Oh boy, do they get called out. And then they're shamed 
and then harassed. And the people who called them out, they get a point again and again and again. The more infractions, the more infractions these game players can call out in culture, well, the more points that they earn and the higher up on the scale they go. Now, as a result of this game being played, though, a tremendous amount of fear has been created in our culture. As everyone knows that they are underneath a scrutinizing microscope. That is to say, because people are playing this game and wanting to get more points added to their scorecards, they're always scanning everything and everyone in society looking to accuse, to point that finger. And here's the thing, everybody in our society feels this accusing atmosphere. Perhaps you have felt this intensity as well, looking over your shoulder, just worrying and wondering if you're going to get smeared, if you're going to be called out for something that you mistakenly did. And so businesses and organizations and churches and professionals and employees and families, right now all that they're trying to do is they're trying to cross those T's and dot those I's, trying to be careful how they function, how they act, how they talk, and how they maneuver in this society of accusation. They do not want to get within the crosshairs of one of these game players. They do not want to be the center of a mob's attention or accusation. They do not want their careers ruined on social media. They do not want their businesses destroyed on the nightly news. They do not want to be dragged through the mud. They do not want, oh, they do not want to be canceled or boycotted or sued or chastised. Now, considering all of this, we must ask, what on earth is going on with this game? Well, quite frankly, and bluntly stated, it is the devil's game. Yes, you heard that correctly. It is the devil's game. You see, it is wickedness at best. It is the game that the devil has been playing ever since the beginning of time. Keep in mind that the devil himself is the great accuser. The devil, he, he hates, he hates and despises the forgiveness of sins. The devil, he hates reconciliation, he hates healing, he hates restoration, and he hates mercy. And so because this game has really no intention of working towards reconciliation and restoration and has no room for mercy or forgiveness, just point scoring, we must call a thing for what it is. It is anti-Christian. This game is advocating tragically. It is, it is advocating a world without forgiveness. It is advocating for a world without mercy. And without mercy and without forgiveness, might I remind you, well, we're left with darkness and wickedness, no hope, no assurance, and so this game is not new. We must remember the words of Solomon from Ecclesiastes where he says that there's nothing new under the sun and this game is not new. It is old as time. And because there's nothing new under the sun, we see that Jesus encounters this same kind of spirit in our gospel reading from the gospel of Matthew when he encounters those scribes and those Pharisees. You see, in our reading from the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus was all the way up north in Galilee. However, get this, the scribes and the Pharisees from Jerusalem, yeah, the scribes and the Pharisees from Jerusalem, well, they came all the way up from Jerusalem to Galilee, 
to spy on Jesus. And as they closely watched Jesus with their wicked hearts, well, they took special note of Jesus' every move and every word. The scribes and these Pharisees, they had a venomous malice. And we see this toxic attitude come forth when Jesus actually confronts them saying this, why are you thinking wicked things in your heart? And to make things even more interesting, after Jesus forgave the sins of that paralytic man that was brought before him, we actually imagine those scribes and those Pharisees hissing even more with their glares of accusation on their face. You see, they had really no compassion for Jesus, or anyone for that matter of fact, just the goal to injure, to point score with Jesus, to take notes, to find his fault, and then destroy and call him out. And so we see quite a contrast in that Gospel of Matthew, that reading from this morning. On the one hand, we have those scribes and those Pharisees. They came all the way from Jerusalem to try and gather evidence against Jesus that they could use against him. And Jesus, on the other hand, Jesus, on the other hand, instead of accusing that paralytic man, instead of accusing that paralytic man of his sins and leaving him helplessly in that bed, Jesus not only heals that man, but he says these words that we must hear so clearly today. Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. You see, forgiveness of sins is a remarkable thing. It is also tricky to understand at times. You see, when Jesus, when he came and he forgave the sins of that paralytic man, he was not saying to that paralytic man, you know, don't worry. Just be happy. It's all good. You see, when it comes to the forgiveness of sins, forgiveness of sins is not, everything's all right, no worries. No, when Jesus forgave the paralytic, he was actually separating the man from his damning sins. You see, to forgive is to cause the condemnation of sins to depart from a person so that the sin can no longer cling to the person or the person to the sin. So when Jesus forgives you through holy absolution right here at this place, in this building, when Jesus forgives you of holy absolution right here through the mouth of a pastor, what Jesus is doing for you is that he is loosening you from sin and sin from you. That is what the word absolve actually means. The word absolve itself, that word means to loosen from So the forgiveness of sins in absolution can be thought of as the greatest and most precious, magnificently splendid treasure you have in this life. That's from Luther. You see, when you and I fail in thought, word, and deed, in our marriages, in our jobs, and in life in general, well, we have an opportunity to come to this sacred place, to your church, to St. Paul's right here, to hear the absolving words of Jesus, that the guilt of your sin no longer is connected to you. This morning, in absolution, right here, in this place, and in this time, Jesus truly and really loosened you from your sins, the sins from your entire past week, so that you might have a peace in your conscience. Through the forgiving words of Jesus, your sin is actually sent away. It no longer keeps you under its thumb. Sin has deserted from you, no longer being able to condemn you 
and weigh you down with guilt. So dare I say that it seems in our modern day context that everywhere that you and I look, it seems everyone is pointing a finger right now. Turn on the news. Listen to the radio. Look around. Everyone seems to be pointing a finger. Everyone is playing a gotcha game. Everyone seems to be taking extra precautionary measures to to somehow insulate themselves from being sued and attacked and dragged through the mud, accused and condemned by others in society. And as a result, I just, I hate to say, I sense a great deal of sadness and despair and frankly tired souls. This is why the Christian church is so important right now. It is the one safe place. Get this, this, this place right here is the one safe place that you and I can go and be loosened from our sins. The one place. But we're told that the church is a monstrous place of judging, are we not? We're told by culture that the church is full of a bunch of bigoted monsters. Yes, the church is full of disastrous, monstrous, judging people. My friends, we have to understand that the church does call out sin. It does call out sin and injustices, but not for the sake of condemning people to hell and especially not to make points on a scorecard. You see, sin must be called out so that sin can be absolved, forgiven, so that we may be freed from that guilt of sin. Think of it this way. Our culture currently right now, our culture right now refuses to call anything sin, yet everyone seems to be under condemnation in our culture as everyone is being called out. In our culture, it is like an endless sound of accusation with no way to remedy the accusation except possibly dying or going away. But we, the church, you as Christians, each and every one of you as Christians, we call a thing what it is. And then we hear that we are freed from the condemnation of our sins because our sin has ultimately been placed upon Jesus and he paid it in full for us. And so Jesus was canceled on the cross for us, for our sin, and considered it well worthwhile. So while our culture calls out and accuses for the sake of gaining points and ruining lives, we, the church, gather together in this safe ark, this safe ark, and we come here and we drag our sins and that kicking old Adam to the throne of grace so that we, so that every single one of us, so that we might be absolved, so that we might be forgiven of all of our sins for Christ's sake. And unlike everything around us, We Christians do not have to live in fear, fear of being canceled. You do not have to live in fear of condemnation from the world. You do not have to live in fear of the hisses of the accusation of the devil. You do not live by fear, dear friends, but you live by faith in the Son of God. The Son of God who tells this to us this day, take heart, take heart, dear baptized saints, your sins are forgiven. Blessed baptized saints, when the service concludes this day, stand up, take your coats, go home filled with cheer, filled with joy that you've been washed clean of all of your sins. The guilt is no more. 
And as you wake up tomorrow morning to go to work or whatever your day has before you, give thanks. Rejoice, smile with good cheer, take heart. You are absolved and nothing that the world throws at you, nothing that the devil hisses at you has any bearing upon your identity as a baptized child of God, as a forgiven baptized child of God. St. Paul's take heart, you are forgiven. You've been separated from the condemnation of your sins and you are joined to Christ and that is all that matters. You are joined to Christ. Take courage, take heart, be of good cheer. You are forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.